0: So, we're in Luke 8, and I, the part that we're going to read today, I, before we can get into it, i got to ask you this question. How many of you, um, oh man, this is embarrassing if, if this is you, but how many of you have recognized that there's a gap between hearing things and remembering what you heard? Anybody relate to that? Yeah, like there, and depending on the person, the gap is this or this, right? Um, in full disclosure, I'm a this guy, right? Um, I mean, my my propensity for hearing things and forgetting them is becoming quite legendary in my family. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's bad, right? So um, we, it's been a few weeks since we were in Luke. So I want to do this, just kind of um, remind you what we were learning two weeks ago. We were in... Luke 8, and and if you've got a Bible with headers, it says the parable of the sower. Maybe you've heard that story um, in Sunday school or growing up. You know, the guy goes out and he's throwing seed and it falls on different kinds of soils. And that's what we were learning about two weeks ago. What we said was it's probably better to call that the parable of the soils because what God's talking about, what Jesus was talking about in that parable was this. Like, it's all about receiving the Word of God, right? The seed is the Word of God. So, like, right now, I'm Teaching, preaching, whatever it is I do here, and I'm going to talk to you about the Word of God. And so that parable was all about how do you receive that, right? And so that's kind of, he's, he's, he was sharing that with a bunch of people, and then he turns to his disciples, and he says, they're like, what does that mean? right? You ever do that to Jesus? Like, that was great, but what's it mean? And so they just said, what does it mean? So this big crowd's out there, he's told the whole story, and then he's turning, and as the crowd's around them, he's having a conversation with the disciples, so he's like, so like, you know, the hard ground is this and the, the thorny ground is this and the rocky ground and the good ground. He's explaining the parable to his disciples. And, and then when he's done with that, we pick it up there in, in verse 16. And what he says in verse 16 is to still the same group. So he's talking to disciples, right? He's talking to his disciples. That's who he's going to have this conversation with. It's important to remember that. Um, he talked about in the parable of the soils, how we... Receive the word, and then today he's going to talk to us about how we hear the word. Um, I don't know why it is, but listening not always our best skill. And men in the room, I'm one of you. I feel your pain, right? We're not the best listeners. As a matter of fact, I I found I ran across a study this week, blew my mind. That is a study of how long the average husband listens to his wife before he tunes out. I could not believe this number: six minutes. I mean, guys, does that not seem like forever? <laughs> I think that's too long. I, I'm not sure I even make it six minutes. I mean, I'm like, six minutes? Like, Wendy right now is hearing that. And she's like, that's got to be at least twice what he normally does. <laughs> like, six minutes. That's how long the, uh, a husband will listen to his wife before he's just like mentally somewhere else. Right? Six minutes. Um, a lot of you maybe can relate to this image, um, a little screenshot from Bing, Big Bang Theory. Um, this is kind of how you know, we're we like, I'm done, right? Like we just hit a wall and we're just, we're done. So right in the middle of this passage, let me read you the first maybe three, three or four verses. I want you to hear what Jesus says. He says, no one lights a lamp. And again, he's talking about the word, right? He's talking about, the, he's been talking about the word, how we hear, it, we, we receive the word. And now he's gonna talk about how we hear it, right? No one lights a lamp and hides it on a jar, in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. And in verse 18, this is the the big verse for us today, okay? Jesus said this, therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Let me read it again for those of you that weren't listening, right? Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Listen. And then we'll, we'll continue in a minute down to verse 21. But right there, that's what we want to take. We want to take that statement. Consider carefully how you listen. And let me just say, here's why that's so important. Because how we listen determines how we live. That's the big idea today. Um, if you're here for the first or second time, you're still kind of figuring out how we do things at the gathering, um, I'll give you a big idea. And what I'm basically saying is, from now until I'm done, you might not remember a lot of what I say, but if you can just remember that one statement, You'll be good. And that statement is the big idea. How we listen determines how we live. And so, what I want to do today, just for the next few minutes, is to kind of take that statement, I'm going to cut it in half, okay? And we're going to just dive, dip, dive down a little bit deeper in, in both of those. We're going to talk about then how should we live and how, sh- how should we listen and how should we live, okay? So, let me just explain that S word, right? Because you're not supposed to say the S word. S word's a bad word, right? So, the S word in church is not the same S word that you're thinking of right now, but the S word in church is should okay let me just let me walk you through that real quick usually we don't like to use the word should and and i don't know if you know why but it's because when you hear the word should it usually brings a whole lot of guilt shame right you're like oh i should have known better you ever said that to yourself have you ever had somebody say that to you you should have known better and it's usually accompanied by the pointer right you should have known better. So when I say, how should we listen? I'm not saying that to you know, throw a bunch of guilt on you or shame you into doing something better. That's not my job, right? What is my job? My job is to teach you and it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict us. And he's really good. Have you ever done that? He's really good at that job. So if he's doing his job, I don't, have to do, I don't have to make you feel bad, right? I don't have to try to shame you. So I'm not saying, how should we listen? Like, well, you should be doing better. I'm just, if Jesus was standing right here, and he was reading these exact words to us. And he would stop and say, so what I'm saying is, here's how you should listen. Okay? He said, carefully consider how you listen. Why did he say that? Because he actually wants us to improve our listening skills. Every woman in the room says amen. Right? Please, Jesus, help my dude be better at this. Right? He wants us to improve how we listen. So I'm going to give you three, three ways. That you can remember how to, that you can be better at how you listen. So on your sheet, you got a note sheet, right? So you got, a, you got two main points under that first main point. How we should listen. Let me give you three ways to improve the way that we listen. All right? These are not going to be super spiritual. These are just pretty practical. Okay? Let's walk through them quickly. Here's the first way. Remember who is speaking. Remember who's talking. And why is that important? Because we tend to give more weight to words when we're giving more respect to the speaker. So I don't know who it would be for you, right? Um, Who in your life do you have mad respect for? It might be somebody who's super good at your business, right? Um, It may be an athlete. could be somebody in your family. I don't know. I know for me, I'm a communicator, right? So um, I'll tell you somebody, man, if they walked in, if the person that you had mad respect for walked in here right now and started talking you would probably change, I'm not saying that you're not listening to me, but you might change a little bit, right? You suddenly sit up a little bit straighter. Suddenly you're making sure the pen works because you're probably going to write stuff down. I mean, it's, it's just, we, when you respect the speaker, you tend to give more weight to their words. I know for me, right? All of you could get up here and talk and I would listen to you. But if Andy Stanley walked in this place and he started talking, I, I mean, and I'm saying this into the camera because I hope he watches and he hears it and shows up one day, that'd be awesome. I just love the way Andy Stanley communicates. I, I, I love to hear how he talks. I learn from that. And so if he were to stand up here and start talking, like, I, I would just, oh, dude, like, he could just say, I like to, you know, like, butter my bread. How Andy butters his bread. Yeah, just, I'd be all into it, right? Just uh, because I respect him so much. And so what Jesus is saying, like, if you want to be better at listening, remember who's speaking. And in this instance, it's a question, but who is speaking right now? Jesus. And what has Luke done? If you're, if you're joining us for the first couple of times, this, this whole series called True Stories, because, like, you know, Theophilus has paid Luke to go find out if all these things we've heard about Jesus are true. And, and so Luke has come back, and the, the book we hold in our Bible called Luke is his report. It's like, hey, Theophilus, yes, it's true. Jesus really is the Son of God. He really is the Messiah. And so he's proven that. So when people are reading this, we're reading it now. The disciples knew this isn't just some dude named Jesus talking. This is God talking. And if God is talking, I can't think of anybody else we should give mad props to than God. So if God is speaking and we remember that God is talking, we should probably do what? Lean in a little closer, right? Listen a little bit closer because God is talking. Psalm 119. 105. Just jot that down there next to remember who is speaking. It says this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light from my path. So Jesus is telling this story. He's like no one lights a lamp. And what is a lamp? Your word. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light from my path. No one lights that and then hides it. And he's saying so give careful consideration to how you listen because this is God speaking. These are God's words this is the second way you can improve how you listen remember who is speaking and remember, remember why God is speaking <laughs> do you know people that just love to talk because they love to hear themselves talk okay don't say their name out loud especially if it's me you know what happens when people who love to talk just keep talking most of the time most of us tune out most of what they say Right? That's what happens. Like, they just keep talking, and then eventually in our heads, they're just Charlie Brown's teacher, right? Wah, 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 wah. we do not even hearing them, right? Um, hopefully, that's not true of who you're married to, right? That's not good. So, you got to remember why God is speaking. A lot of people talk just to hear themselves talk, but I can tell you this. God never does. God speaks with a purpose. He, he wants to say something. The reason he's talking is because he, he has a reason for talking. And here's the reason. His purpose is he wants to change us. He wants his words to change us. Um, over in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Now, we're picking it up right in the middle of a thought. Paul's kind of giving this charge to Timothy, Timothy's Um, who Paul's kind of been mentoring in ministry and he's giving him this charge and he's saying like, remember the things that you've learned. And then in verse 15, it says to remember how from infancy, you have known the Holy scriptures, which means the Bible, the word, what we're talking about right now, because you know, uh, remember, sorry, the Holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. In other words, what Paul's saying is, look, this word, this thing that, uh, the words that you're hearing from God, there's a reason God's saying them to you. And the reason he's saying to you is because he wants to change you. They can make you wise. Remember that. The Holy Scriptures, you've known them since you were a little bitty small lad. And now that you're a grown guy, remember that what you've learned is the word of God. And he, he taught you because he wants you to change. He's changing us. We're changing from, private faith the public faith we're changing from darkness to light we're changing from isolation to illumination these are the ways that God is changing us by his word I think sometimes too often we listen to increase our knowledge and Jesus wants to listen to increase our obedience let me say that one more time some of you have come to church this morning and you're like Paul preacher dude say something amazing and I'm trying but I might not teach you something you don't already know. Sometimes we come like, just talk to me so I can learn more. But he doesn't talk so that we can increase our knowledge. He talks so that we can increase our obedience. He wants us to do the thing that we're hearing. Right? So that leads to a third way that you can increase your, your listening. Do a better job listening. You want to remember who is speaking. It's God. Remember why he's speaking so that we'll change. And remember what was being spoken. Listen. This is a no-brainer. If we don't remember what he said, we can't do it. Right? A little transparency. There have been times that I have been at the grocery store. Sorry, Wendy. And I have stood in the aisle, and I have looked at, I love to use the word plethora, it's a great word, a plethora of shopping goods. And people will come walking by that, have, like they work at the grocery store, and they're like, sir, can I help you? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just looking I'm not looking I'm trying to remember what she told me to get right and I don't want to text her and I don't want to call her because I don't want her to know that I forgot and so sometimes like I've actually like you show up at the house and you bought way more than you needed to just hoping if I buy 10 items one of them is what she wanted because you just forget And, and man well you know what Jesus is saying like remember what he's saying remember actually remember what he said Because if you don't remember what he said, you can't do it. Back in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, we already know that he said, hey, remember the Holy Scriptures. They can make you wise for salvation. But here's what he wants us to do. All Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All Scripture is good for that. So we pay attention to all of it because it's all good for that. But why? Verse 17 so that the man of God, the people of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's how we should listen. We should lean in a little bit more to the Word of God. We should remember that it's God's Word. We should remember that He's speaking it to us because He wants to change us. And at the end of the day, He wants us to do something about it. It's how we should listen. And when we listen like that, it's going to change the way that we live. So let's look at that number two. How should we live? Our big idea said this How we listen determines how we live. So if we're listening better, then we're going to live better. Before I tell you what the three things are, let me just um, remind you of why you already believe this. You already believe that how we listen determines how we live. And here's how I know, especially if, if you're parents. In your home, if your children listen to you and do what you ask, the home is a better place. Yes? At work, the people that are getting like promotions and raises are typically the people who are engaged when the boss talks they listen to what the boss is saying if they're super motivated they read between the lines to listen what the boss wants not just what the boss says and guess what happens as a result they tend to get opportunities the people who don't listen complain about the people who do and get opportunities that's how it works in real life you already know this is true you're one of those people one of those two scenarios fits you we already believe this, okay? So don't discount it because I'm a preacher reading from the Bible. Instead, understand that the business world figured it out because they read, they, somebody along the line taught them what Jesus was saying. Like, oh, wait a second. If you listen, it will change how you live. You already believe that this is true. Sometimes the difference between a good relationship and a bad relationship may simply be attentive listening. It may simply be leaning in a little bit more and hearing what the other person's saying. I don't think it's overstating it to say that listening can determine our futures. And so um, here's the deal. Jesus said, consider carefully how you listen. And if we do that, our lives are going to be marked. I think there's three areas from these scriptures that our lives are marked. Okay, here they are. This is under number two. You can just jot these down. Three words, okay? Here's the first word. Just write down the word shine. If we're listening well, it will change how we live. And one of the things that will mark us is we will be people who shine, okay? Okay? Jesus is talking about lighting a lamp. In our day, lighting a lamp means walking over to the wall and flipping the switch, right? Or maybe you have to, like, turn the thing and it clicks a couple of times and the light pops on. But what it takes, what, like a nanosecond? In this day, it required pulling out, like, the little, little lamp is kind of like a little genie bottle looking like thing and it's got oil in it and there's a wick and so you had to like make sure it was full of oil and he had to like get the flame onto the wick so it would light, and it took a little bit more than just bloop, okay? And so Jesus kind of got a little sarcastic, right? He's being a little sarcastic here. He's kind of poking a little fun. And he's like, who would go through all that trouble and then hide the light? The obvious answer is, Only an idiot, right? And he's talking to his disciples, which means we're in good company, correct? Who would go through all that trouble and then just simply hide it? What Jesus is saying is this, man, when the word is in us, light will come from us. When the word is in us, light will come from us. Sin isolates, but grace illuminates. I know that there are times in our lives when we would like to hide. There are times in our lives when we would like to not let anybody know what's going on. And, and I think those times, if we're honest, are when you're in a room like this and your stomach starts to growl. Right? And you do, like, what do you do when you're in public and your stomach starts to growl? You do this, don't you? Don't you cover your stomach? As if that stops people from hearing it. <laughs> I think, have you seen Frozen? conceal don't feel I think we have a picture of that I think this is this is when we want to like pull the blinds close off our lives conceal what's really going on but man in the kingdom of God listen there are no secrets in the kingdom of God there's nothing to hide in the kingdom of God that's why he said he said there's nothing hidden that will not be disclosed there's nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open Light, we get a little little afraid of light. Light doesn't shine on you to expose your sin. Light shines around you to expose your enemy. I think sometimes what we do in church is we grab the flashlight and we probe people. That's not the point. The point is not to expose your sin. Yes, he does that. But the point is he wants to expose the enemy around us. He said this. Light a lamp and put it up on a stand for all to see. That's the point. We shine. It takes, this is crazy, no effort to shine. I don't know if you've ever, ever done this or not, but um, have you ever gone into a, into a store and you've seen a lit candle? Have you ever leaned down and listened to the candle? No, never done it. So, you're like, okay, next time you're in public, do this in public, only in public, like a restaurant, and you see a lit candle. Bend down. If if you've got long hair, grab your hair and pull it this way because hair smells awful when it burns. And then lean in and listen to that candle. You know what you're going to hear? Nothing. Nothing. You know why? It takes no effort for a candle to shine. You're not going to hear the candle going, try to shine, try to shine, try to shine, try to shine. It's just going to shine. The candle just shines. It takes no effort to shine. I mean, you, you've got to catch the beauty of that. What Jesus is saying is like when the word is in you, you just shine. You know what takes effort? Hiding light. Light does not try to overcome darkness. It just does. It takes effort to hide light. And back to what Jesus was saying, he's like, What? idiot i'm paraphrasing jesus didn't say idiot he says who would ever light a candle and not let it do what it's supposed to do and if you're listening to the word and you're listening well your life will shine it will shine not well maybe when i start reading the bible 27 hours a day no man if you just get the bible in you you will shine because that's what the bible does um, two big words, and then we'll move on. You've heard of salvation. Maybe you've heard a word called sanctification. Um, sometimes we can, we like, I don't even know what that means. Like, sanctification's got more than two syllables, so, oh, uh, what? you know? But salvation, I think most of us have heard, have heard of that. We kind of got an idea what salvation is. Salvation is when God takes his light through Christ and puts it in you. You know what sanctification is? Sanctification is every moment past salvation where God chips away at your life so that more of that light can then get out of you. That's the Christian life in a nutshell. Salvation, he gives us his light in us. And sanctification, he just chips stuff away so that more of that light can shine out to others. Have you ever, nobody likes pain, right? Have you ever noticed that when you really go through a hard time, especially if you love Jesus, if you go through a hard time, people start saying stuff like, I don't know how you're doing it, man. I don't know how you're doing it. And I see, I see Jesus in you right now. I've had people say it to me, I'm like, any other way. I would take any other way. But isn't it crazy how it's the hard times in life that really bring out the light in us? There's a verse in the Bible that says that we hold this treasure in jars of clay. You know, back in the Bible days, they would take, um, they would take light and they would put it into these jars of clay. And so you, you, how would you see the light inside that jar of clay? The best jars were the ones that were cracked a lot because that let more light get out. And that's, that's the beauty of the gospel. I get to stand here as a preacher and just tell you, like, y'all just a bunch of crackpots. But that's good, right? The more we're cracked, the more light comes out. bunch of crackpots. All right. So we shine. Here's the second thing that we do. We'll serve. And I'm not going to talk a lot about this because we talk about serving all the time. But I think sometimes we think of serving like it's another, like, oh, now I'm going to church, so I I have to serve. Now, you don't have to serve. You get to serve. Right? Serving is just a natural outflow of listening well. When the Word of God is in us and we're listening to it well and it's shaping and molding our lives, we're going to serve. I love what it says. It says, No one lights a lamp and puts it in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, He puts it on a stand so that those who come in may see what a beautiful candle it is. That's not what it says. Like, sometimes that's how we think. Like, people come and, like, we just want to show off how beautiful, like, I'm a candle. Ta-da! I'm amazing. No, it's like, it's just, we light the light and we put it up on a stand so that others can see the light. Not us. We're just a stupid old wick burning. It's the light that matters. So that others can see the light. We serve. Man, when you've got the word in you, you've been listening well, guess what starts, you start saying, man, I want to serve people. I want to help people. I, I, I'm not going to hide. We're so bad in church about building like four walls. Did I just do four? I think I did. Okay, four walls. And we get in those walls and we just like cower and hide. Talk about what a great light we have. You know what God wants us to do? He wants you to walk next to people who are in the darkest possible places so that your light can shine so that they can see the light. That's the point. Man, you'll serve. And then the last thing you'll do is just write down surround. Jesus said this. He said that if we hear God's word and put it into practice, that we'd be part of the family. I love this. Um, Verse 19, 20, 21. As he's talking about the light, it says, now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but... They weren't able to get near him because of the crowd. Because again, remember, he told the parable of the, soul, of the sower, and then he talks to his disciples. There's still a huge crowd around, a crowd around him, and his parent, his mom, and his brothers show up, and they're just like, uh, "We'd like to see Jesus now." A huge crowd. So they're just going, "We'll just, we'll just wait here. We like to, eventually we'll see him." And so they sent word, "Like Jesus, um, your family's here to see you." And his response was. My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. That's the third mark. Like we shine, we serve, and then we surround ourselves with people who are shining and serving. We surround ourselves with a family that are doing the same thing. I love that. And Jesus didn't knock in his family. He wasn't saying, like, I don't like my mom and my brothers. And some of you were like, how did Jesus have brothers? I know he's born of a virgin. And, but after that, Mary and Joseph had other children, other sons. And I want you to get this. That statement that Jesus made had a major impact on one of his brothers. Now, <laughs> you know that you're close to Jesus. Or you know that... You know that you're the Messiah when your own stepbrother says that you're the Messiah, right? Any of you guys come from blended families? Like, you're not looking at your, step, your stepbrothers and sisters and going, oh, yeah, that's God, right? You're just like, that's the devil, right? They're the, they the devil, no doubt about it. But, man, like for James is one of um, Jesus's stepbrothers, One of his brothers that's mentioned here. And so James is standing outside with his family. And he's like, we'd like to see Jesus. We're family. And he hears Jesus say these words. Well, hold up, buddy. My family are the people that hear the word and put it into practice. They listen well and they live well. That's my family. And it had such a a profound impact on James that later he would go on to write one of the books of the Bible, which is called... Yeah, James. They, they kind of a boring naming period for books. It's called James, and he wrote. Just listen to what he wrote. James one nineteen. He said, "My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry." It's almost like James had heard Jesus say, "Consider carefully how you listen." And then when Jesus said, "My brothers and my brothers and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice." Would, would influence James to write these words. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Listen, I'm telling you, people have struggled with James for a long time because James is basically like, look, I don't care if you have faith because faith without works is dead. I mean, just this little bit we're looking at today, this, just little, this little scenario where he's outside and he's wanting to see Jesus and Jesus says, hold up, man, you're my family because you hear the word and do it. You'll never read James the same way. Go back just this week, read the book of James. And you'll be like, man, that statement impacted James. But the the beauty of it is we get to be part of that family. It's our listening to the word and practicing it that makes us a part of that family. It, It affected James. The question this morning is, does it affect you? Does it affect me? That listening affects how we live. So let me ask you two questions. How well do you listen? Wait, wait, could you repeat that? <laughs> how well do you listen? And then how much does what you hear impact what you li- how you live? How well do you listen and how much does what you hear impact how you live? Now, if you're like me and sometimes you find yourself like on the I could do a lot better side of those questions, um, I want to give you some practical ways that you can increase your listening skills. You can do better in this area with Jesus. Here they are. Number one, memorize scripture. Memorize scripture. I used to think that was so religious, right? Like, oh, that's what preachers say. Memorize the Bible. But then I started realizing we memorize everything. We memorize everything. Some of you guys, you have memorized every button on your remote control. You don't have to look at it. You pick it up, you can just, and it looks weird when I'm doing it without a remote control, but you do this at home all the time. You, you hold that remote and you love that remote. You, f- you feel it with your, your thumb and find the button. You know which one it is. just the one that's a triangle. And you press it. And that makes that show start over. You don't have to look at it. You're so proud of yourself. I don't have to look at it. My eyes closed. You've memorized that. You've memorized the way to work. You've memorized the things that you do at work. If you didn't memorize the things that you do at work, you'd be fired because you'd be pulling out a manual every time you have to do something. The thing that you first got trained on when you first went to work and you're like, I'll never remember that. You remember it because you memorized it. You've memorized, if you're smart, your children's birthdays. You've memorized, if you're super smart, your anniversary. (laughs) April 6, 1991. There we go. If you're smart, you've memorized all these things. You've memorized your favorite TV shows and what channel they're on. We memorize things all the time, but we never want to memorize the Word of God. I'm telling you, if you don't do a good job of listening and remembering, one of your practical steps is just begin to memorize Scripture. Do one verse a week. I'll start with you right now. There's a verse in the Bible that says Jesus swept. It says, it says, there you go. You just memorized the Scripture, okay? You look it up on your own and find out where it is. I'll let you do some work. Here's the second thing that you can do, and this is a hard one, get quiet. Get quiet. Um, I don't know, (laughs) I love to think I'm a great multitasker, but multitask is just a really big word for you get nothing done, right? Um, So like a lot of us are like, oh yeah, I'm praying, like me and Jesus prayed during the news. I just invited him to sit on the couch and we watched the news together. Like no, turn the TV off. Get quiet. I love the quote on your note sheet. I, I don't even know the guy that said it, but... I love the fact that somebody took the time to figure out that the word listen has the exact same letters in it as the word silent. It's pretty powerful stuff. Get quiet. Get quiet. And here's the last one. Journal. I know you're like, I don't want to journal. Journal's too much time. I hate it, yada, 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 yada. But you know why you need to journal? You need to journal because we forget stuff. How many times have you gone to the grocery store, like we have this running grocery list at our house, it's, um, on a, it's like a little pad, it's by the phone, and so if I look in the fridge and there's like no more creamer, and that's a bad day, right? So we close the fridge, and I just write down creamer, and I underline it, and, you know, point to it, the whole deal, creamer, 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 creamer. So we keep this running list, right? How many times have you kept a grocery list, and then you go to the grocery store, and you realize you don't have your list? But you wrote it down so that you'd remember what you need to buy at the grocery store. And then when you get there and you don't have it, you're like, crud. I wish I had my list. That's the power of writing things down. We write them down so we don't remember, so we don't forget them. And now, of course, it's great because we have smartphones. You just, I, you know, we'll call each other and go, hey, can you take a picture of that list and text it to me, right? We write things down. Man, you need a journal. Journaling helps us remember what God has done. It helps us remember what he said in the word. It helps us remember what he said to us in prayer. It just helps us not forget things. And and I'm telling you, man, I forget stuff all the time. And I don't want to forget what Jesus says in his word. So journal. Memorize scripture. Get quiet. Journal. Three things you can do. I've given you a ton to think about. So here's how we're going to close this morning. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to do this. Um, Of all the things we've talked about, you can kind of glance back over your notes if you took notes. Um... If you didn't take notes, your answer is going to be the one thing that you can remember, right? And it'll be the last thing I said. You'll be like, all I can think about is journaling. That's your deal, right? But I want you to think about one or two things that I said that really stuck out to you. You're like, man, that, yeah, that's me. I'm not shining, you know? I'm not. I want to shine more. Or whatever it is for you, right? Whatever it is. I've forgotten who's, I just, I've started looking at the Bible like it's just some other book. But I just realized this morning, like, Paul, you're right. That's God's word. Whatever it is, whichever one it is, I want you to think about the one or two things that I said that really spoke to you. And let's, can we just pray about those? I want to pray for you that, that God would just begin to work in your heart and in your life, help you to listen better so that you can live for Him better. Because how we listen affects and determines how we live